You're listening to the third installation of Plans We Make. I'm Ian Chang, drummer with Sunlux, and this is the third of three episodes discussing the theme of story with some of our favorite artists and collaborators. Today I'll be talking with rapper and producer Nappy Nina. Her distinct approach to writing and flow has been a huge inspiration to us, so it was an honor to collaborate with her on an alternate version of Live Another Life from Tomorrow's Volume 2. In her work, she's collaborated with a variety of artists ranging from singer-songwriter Anna Wise to trumpeter-composer Ambrose Ekemusery. I had a chance to catch up with her recently and this is what we discussed. Hey Nina, thanks so much for joining us to chat and uh, it's, it's really wild to kind of actually speak to you somewhat face-to-face I guess through through the lens because we've collaborated but I actually haven't like spoken to you in, like directly in this way which is kind of weird but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Cool. yeah yeah where, where are you where are you uh calling from today I'm currently in Brooklyn back home after nice. being in California for a while nice it's, awesome yeah it's feel feel yeah. good to be be back oh yeah i missed it tremendously um yeah. you know oakland is home and super dear to me but i miss brooklyn all the time when i'm not there yeah 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 so so you're from uh oakland originally and um yeah. and so you're visiting visiting family back there yeah the same family you know first time since really uh quarantine lockdown since, and stuff yeah, so seeing my grandparents and stuff like that so awesome mm-hmm. great so i guess to start i'll talk a little bit about like uh the collaboration that we did with you it was a pandemic collaboration and yeah. uh, it was not done in person in in any way shape or form and it was funny because I think we started emailing like kind of right before everything went down mm-hmm. <laughs> about kind of like um getting you on a verse on on a track and yeah it was it was kind of a wild time but I'm really happy with how it turned out and um it was uh it was fun to get to kind of exchange musical ideas in that way it was on the song um live another life shallow is shadow i try to become it i'm becoming of something y'all want and for family we forage and make believe for so for what made up leaves when you leave you always left your makeup there's something left it ain't the guess i invest in fate love this ain't love enough run away and run amok shoulder not to be looked over stoops the better truths leave me here to be shook sober then asking you to be healed you don't asking me to be still still i won't heal you Live others' lives, seen, seen from the better views. I kneeled in pews, pray for shoes that don't exist. My hesitance is heaven sent. Where's the relevance? Let's bow out, leave it in elegance. I found out. False face, only cause quakes. I'm here, pumping the brakes. The alternate version with, with your verses on it is called Live Another Life, uh, Heal for Me. But yeah, that process was interesting. I. I think since the pandemic started, I've done a lot more kind of remote collaborations like that. But yeah, before that, it, it wasn't necessarily super common for for me. So it was kind of an interesting experience. We basically, we sent you like a few tracks. You sent me a few tracks, tracks yeah. and I picked that one because that was the craziest sounding to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, I think we we're. I think we we're all kind of like when you picked that one, we we're like, okay, like sick. <laughs> <laughs> The most challenging drums to rap on out of the three, I think. And I was just like, yeah, this is the one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love that that was kind of like the, it's, it seems like you you have like a, a spirit and uh, for like experimentation and kind of like putting yourself in, in situations and in, in different 
zones or tempos or grooves or whatever that are different. I hear that in, in your music as yeah. well. Um, and that's super dope. So thank you for being a part of that. And yeah. thank you. <laughs> that was really fun for me as well. I think as a rapper, I kind of am used to just recording in my room a lot and receiving beats online. So online, so if it, it wasn't too foreign of a process for me, mm -hmm. but I think just the fact that everyone else in the country was doing this as well, <laughs> like that's yeah. how people started making music, made yeah. it such a thing. So let's talk a little bit about like sort of your path to that where you are today and how you've gotten here. Um, I know you had mentioned that uh, you grew up in the Bay uh, in Oakland and I believe uh, Union City uh, with sort of like a strong artistic community from your parents. Um, I understand your dad was a radio, a jazz radio host and, and um, yeah, just tell me a little bit about like what that was like and kind of looking back now, like how you feel like that's shaped who you are, you know? Yeah, I think um, looking back now, like my career choice was kind of unavoidable. Um, mm. I never really wanted to be a musician. I wasn't, I didn't come from one of those family, music families that like, um, even though my grandfather was a jazz drummer and, you know, I have all these examples. I, I didn't really come from a family that was like, this is a, a viable career and smart move, you know, like it wasn't yeah. just, nobody really, encouraged me to do that so um I think looking back now it's like one I couldn't avoid it like even though people tried to steer me in other directions mm. and then two it's just like it feels I feel more cemented in this place of being an artist knowing the legacy and people I do come from um but yeah I like you said I grew up in the bay um between Oakland and New City which is a suburb outside of Oakland um I yeah, I grew up around a lot of visual artists um, mm. and my dad does have a couple of jazz radio shows and is Mr. Community, everyone knows him. So um, I think just growing up around so many artists, even though I was super hesitant to take that in and soak that in for real when I was a kid, like definitely has influenced me. And when I go back home and I see those same people and those same artists and musicians, like I feel nothing but like gratitude for that that experience and that is how I got here you know like my dad telling me that I should you know first write poetry and then I was like ah, and then you know hearing hip-hop for real for real from like both of my parents collection and like mm. the Fugees you know I stole like the Fugees record from my mom and like that completely changed my life so that's awesome yeah that's, so cool. that's rad <laughs> yeah like at what point because it sounds like there was some you know like you said like there was some reluctance at first like when you're dad was trying to like get you to like get into poetry and stuff like that like at what point do you feel like it like clicked in such a way that it kind of became part of your identity you know what I mean um yeah if that makes sense yeah I think writing like was always part of my identity like it was mm -hmm. like I would write I just would write in different mediums um like whether it was like poem or like short story or whatever um I just grew up doing that like as a practice, like my dad would make us have like writing time, which was really just like time to get out of his chair, but like, it also, <laughs> <laughs> it also helped us in this way. And, you know, like I have mentors who are like poetry writers and also fiction writers and stuff who I've worked with like growing up this whole time and didn't really understand that. I was just like learning all these different things that would actually help me in rap 
which is like, you know, my love hip hop is and writing bars is really the thing that I love to do the most. But um, that that felt cemented maybe like four or five years ago, like just taking my career seriously and being like, oh, I can actually, I think that I actually have something that I can actually do um, what I dream to do with this. You know, like I, I have this tool or gift or whatever you want to, however you want to look at it where I can actually take myself seriously <laughs> and be able to survive, you know. That's really rad. And it's yeah. cool to hear about how your writing practice kind of comes from, not from like a an MC sort of background, but more just from writing in different mediums. And I feel like that totally comes out in um, in your music and, and is it's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah, it's really cool. And I feel like you've been really prolific the past few years, or at least that's mm-hmm. what it like, see, you know, you came up with two albums, like full length albums in uh, 2019 that's the the tree act and dumb doubt and then 30 bag came out last year and then you just came out uh with another album <laughs> just yeah. now, uh, with jayward um is that like i feel like you're maybe having a bit of like like has has have you been like very inspired lately um or is it just more like you've always been making this much stuff but like maybe more of it's like kind of coming out and stuff you know I think it's a little bit of both. Like, yeah, I'm super inspired. Like the project with J-Words, I, you know, and it wasn't expecting it to be what it is. Like that started mm. off as just like one one, one track that I oh, took cool. from her off Twitter. And I was just, I'm super inspired by her. So then I, she was just like, let's do an album. I was like, yeah, this is going to sound different than anything that I've done. Mm-hmm. I think I was just talking to Kia about this, my friend Kia, who's a musician as well, last mm-hmm. night about like being prolific because <laughs> I was like, I think people do refer to me as that lately, but I don't feel like the tree act. I was working on that album for so long and it was just yeah. about timing. It was like, that was my first, that was like my I'm here moment. And mm-hmm. I think ever since then I was just, I've just kind of been, I'm always working on stuff and like yeah. just trying to decide when it should come out because I do feel like there's a good, good part about being prolific, but there is like a part of me that's like, uh, should I put out this much music, you know, and like, mm. should I just like work through these sounds and like wait until I can compile something like larger and fuller and like more thought out and stuff. So um, I think in these past few years, yeah, I definitely have been pushing out a lot of stuff, but I think right now I'm kind of in a place of like, all right, let me just pull back a little bit, like yeah. and see what I can really make if I give myself a lot of time. Totally. Yeah. I feel like I've had similar kind of, feelings in terms of like I guess for me it's not so much about like oh should I be like putting out this much music I know like Sunlux has put out a lot of music lately but like we <laughs> but at the same time I think it's 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 something that I've I've only recently started to kind of try to think about a little bit more deeply about like what it is that I want to do and yeah the, the intention part is like really real and mm. I think part of putting out that many projects was just to like cement my little place in my underground, you know, because For like sure. people, everybody's time, everybody's mind is just like here and there in those seconds. So I just felt like, Oh, I have to keep this little momentum, which is, it's, it's not a great place to work from. Cause it kind of is like working from a scarcity mindset of like, mm. Oh, like I'm not, people aren't going to always remember who I am or like what I've contributed or what I've done. And I've just been trying to step away from that just a little bit because I'm like, Actually, I think the art can be a little bit better for not moving from like no one's gonna remember me in ten days or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but I feel like it's 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 also like a balance, right? Because 
and I feel like uh, at least something that I feel like I see from your body of work and like how much you put out a it's like you're always working with a lot of different really exciting like awesome people and it seems like there's like you've like kind of built a creative community around yourself like in Brooklyn and stuff too and kind of like feeding off of energy of like other folks who are making sounds that like are interesting and dope and that's like kind of feed off of one another and and so I think it's 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 always a balance but um yeah yeah, definitely. yeah. so uh for double down you kind of mentioned like that it's it is and I I do feel like it is like somewhat different sounding than like some of your other uh work that you've done so far in particular like you're like going in on different types of grooves and like uh different kinds of tempos and it's really exciting and and cool um was the process for that like mostly where like j word would like have beats and then you would write to them or were they sometimes the other way around where you had verses and she would like make something from it or like how, how did how did that process go it was always like she had the beats and then i picked them and there was a whole bunch of beats that i picked that i didn't um that didn't make it on the project that were um you know, I think it's a it's a little bit of a reason why I wanted to work with you guys and you in particular. Like, there was a certain challenge there with J words, so I was like, I don't really know how to rap on this. <laughs> like, but that's intriguing to me. I like that a lot. Um, mm. And the J word, even now, I'm I'm having problems with that project because it's our first time performing a lot of these songs, uh, and you know, I haven't. Live performance is way different. Yeah, some of the times are ridiculously fast, and I'm just like, yeah. "Whoa!" Like, is this even possible? But um, that was the process. Like, she would send me beats, and I think mm. she came over twice and recorded yeah. with me at my house. Um, cool. Yeah, and everything was done in the room. So. Word. That's really dope. I I really admire that. Like, um, and I think it's something that I am hungry for and looking for. You know, collaborations and musical scenarios where it's like, oh, like. I'm uncomfortable or like, I don't totally yeah. know how this is going to play. Like, cause if, it's one thing it's, if like, you know, a project comes my way and I'm like, Oh, I know exactly like how I'm going to do this, how it's going to turn out. And it's fun. But at the same time, it's like, not, it's, I don't know. I, I, I guess maybe we're, we're both kind of, we both like punishing ourselves in that way. It's just kind of like <laughs> pushing, <laughs> pushing to, towards like um, the unknown. Um, but I think the, the results are, beautiful and they speak for themselves. So um, congrats on the release. And I have no doubt thank that you. it's going to be dope live. It's something different and, and yeah, it's, it's dope. And in general, I, I feel like your curation and selection of beats in general is like really super interesting and really strong and kind of love hearing where that takes takes you and i don't know it's it's cool i've been blessed with like all these amazing producers around me <laughs> so i feel like i get to pick like from like a lot of good beats you know? that's dope. That's dope. So, yeah. <laughs> much love to the producers yeah. yeah yeah like when that happens you usually just like sift through like 100 beats and you like put like markers next to the one where you're just like oh like these like spark something <laughs> Yeah, it depends on who it is, but like Nelson Mandela, who I collaborate all the time, and like he'll send mm -hmm. me beats all the time, and he has like beat. He's he's super prolific. Like, I'm <laughs> prolific. Yeah, <laughs> I've like I've been following that dude for a while, and like it's yeah. pretty insane. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So he'll send me like packs on packs, or like he's my neighbor, so I'll go over there and he'll just like Word. pay me beats, and then like 
things that I love, I'll be like, oh, can I have this? Can I have this? And like yeah. some things, you know, are taken or like he has other plans for it. But like when it's a beat I love and, it, and I'm like, can I have this? And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, all right, I gotta take this. But then some producers, you know, like uh, some people don't send me beat packs. They like all play things in person. Like Dane, who's one of my main collaborators, we always make things together in person. And Kia, she doesn't really send me beats. She usually makes them in person and stuff like that. That's cool. And I, I imagine make like working on stuff in person is fun too, because you're also like part of the production process. And I yeah. imagine where like you can kind of like, I don't know, I, I always feel like making beats or just making like production and making music like on a computer or on a computer in general, it's like, I always find myself in places where, you know, maybe like I'm like been working on a thing for like a couple of days and where I end up, I'm just like, how did I get here you know like there's so many <laughs> yeah. micro decisions that happen little things like little knob tweaks that, that like can change things so drastically like having anyone in the room kind of like contributing to those decisions it like makes makes such a big difference um and that's so true yeah yeah so i feel like um you know the the topic of this podcast is story and one thing i was curious about with your writing and when you, when you write, write rhymes and stuff, like, do you typically, like, when you sit down to write, do you often have some sort of preconceived idea of like what you want to say or like what the story you want to tell is, or is it something that kind of reveals itself in the process? Yeah. I think sometimes it's a combo. Like when I'm working on specific things, like the tree act or like, um, uh, out or like things that I feel like have bigger, messages kind of then I try to approach the song with some small way to get in or like some kind of outline but normally it kind of reveals itself most of my raps are just super like introspective and really just really me working out like what is actually happening in my mind and like Mm -hmm. the story aspects are like really things that have happened to me or like you know like just I think I I rap a lot about like just things that I see on the regular so i don't know if i i think a lot of my songs have common themes um within like relating to each other but i don't think that i have such a good way about like mapping out what i'm gonna rap about before i like actually get there mm-hmm. i think nine times out of ten it's just like happens while i'm in yeah it does make sense what you're describing because i feel like you have a knack for kind of what you write about tends to gravitate around sort of like personal experiences and feelings and like you you have a knack for kind of like putting the listener like in your in your head in that way you know um and i think it's, yeah it's a it's a really cool thing yeah also i just love wordplay like you know yeah. wordplay i try not to make it like wordplay over everything but i'm just like <laughs> like how can i say this in the coolest way yeah. i mean that's the i think that's you know it's it sounds like you're someone who's obsessed with the craft, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm super yeah. obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> and obsessed with like the makeup of things, like kind of like, uh, and I yeah. totally relate and definitely the Sunlux guys relate um, yeah. in, a, in a way, but I think the things that we're obsessed with tend to be like for us, like the, the words and the melodies and like the sung part of it always pretty much comes last and mm-hmm. comes relatively quickly and I, that's that's mainly ryan's thing like he does that um but like the things that we obsess over just like things that like yeah maybe to a fault you know <laughs> of like just yeah like yeah, the, yeah the textures and like the all the all the all the things you know like things that no one else would maybe 
notice or care about that we spend hours on, but it's, it's, it's part of why, why we do this, I guess, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I read in an interview, you had talked about how, like in the future you see yourself like being, you're like interested in potentially like writing for like film and TV. Yeah. Is that like something that's still on your mind? Like, and like, how did yeah. that kind of come about? Like, you know? I don't know. I think I've always been interested for a little bit, but then I went to the new school um, for undergrad. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. just being in Manhattan and like my love for like movies and, and film and just like storytelling actually really is what it mm -hmm. is. And like, particularly like shorts, I would love to just write shorts. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've written a couple of scripts that I've never seen like come to life, but I think I got into it. I think just being around those kids at the new school, like everybody was just like so obsessed with like, and particularly in my program, we were writing, a, we were doing like a lot of TV, like mm. screenwriting and like, just like film dissection and stuff. And like, those kids were just obsessed. Like, you know, I learned so much and it was just like, oh, I have to watch all these movies and like all this thing. And then I actually, right after I graduated from new school, I started working in TV, um, in reality mm. TV behind the scenes. like. I was a PA for years and production coordinator and producer. So I saw like that aspect of like making, actually making a thing. And then, yeah, I just love it. Um, I don't love reality, working in reality TV, but I love <laughs> the thing about, I just love making things for the screen. And I would, mm. yeah, I would love to pivot towards that or just like include that more in my career. Well, I, I for one would love to see that happen. And I'm sure that, you would have some really like cool stories to tell. And I don't know, um, <laughs> it's, it's always so incredible to me, like film and TV is, I feel like every TV show or every film is like a miracle <laughs> because like, <Yeah. laughs> like as, yeah. as much like goes into like making an album or whatever, like Sunlux actually just finished up uh, scoring a film, like, and it was the first time that we did it as a band. And it was kind of my first time wow. in, like that process and it was intense. Like it's, it's a solid I think, like two hour film and it's pretty much wall to wall music. So it was a lot of, wow. I, I think it was like a hundred cues that we had to make or something like that. Um, wow. Yeah, it was kind of absurd, but it was, That's it, was really, what I'm it was really, it was really great. And I loved it um, a lot. And I also loved the aspect of like how much of a village it's taking to like take this story and this project to the finish line, like that kind of, uh, camaraderie and it was it was really fun and and um also was the first time i i had to kind of sit down and be like okay like how do i tell the story of what's happening on screen like with the score you know um and like how yeah. to like convey the emotion like from second to second in like a way that is true to what the directors are trying to achieve um that was a real yeah, challenge. Yeah, the music is so important. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> the film, like, the music is, like, you know, leads the whole film, I feel like, so. Totally, yeah. The last thing that I want to say is just, like, if, if there's anything kind of that you, I know you just put out this record recently, but, like, is there anything kind of on the horizon that you're working on that you're that you're excited about um, or, or any shows that are coming up? Yeah, I'm excited about, like, one big show that I have in the end of August. I don't know when mm -hmm. this podcast is coming out, but uh, for Celebrate Brooklyn with Yeji and Kia oh. at Prospect Park. That's, um, awesome. that's on August 27th. And then music, yeah, I've been working on like a longer project since like 
20, um, the beginning of like January, 2020. Um, and just taking my time with it. So I don't have any timeline or any idea when it will be done, but just, it's the thing I've been working on. Word. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, just I'm, not gonna, yeah. I'm not going to make you talk about it too much because, I, but like, I'm also <laughs> secretly prodding because you had sent me, <laughs> you had sent me something that, uh, maybe like late last year or something that you were working on and yeah. it was like the coolest thing I, I'd ever heard. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so I'm just like, what is that trick coming out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. That's sure. like, yeah. It's good to, yeah. it's good to take your time. Um, take, take, Definitely. take all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Thank you again so much for joining us on, on this podcast. And yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I love yeah. y'all and can't wait to see you guys all in person. Yes, that's going to happen soon. Uh, from what I understand, yeah. I think we're going to be doing a lot of that actually in the future. Yeah, but I'm maybe excited. I can't talk about that yet either. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thank you, Nina. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. No problem. Thanks to my friend, Nappy Nina, for joining me. I really loved getting to talk with her about her process and career. Check out her music at nappynina.bandcamp.com and follow her on all the usual social media channels if you feel so inclined. Plans We Make was created by me, Ian Chang, along with my bandmates Rafiq Bhatia and Ryan Lott, and was produced and edited by Chris Jacobs. Special thanks to executive producers Michael Kaufman and Hannah Hauser for all of their support, and be sure to subscribe to Plans We Make wherever you get your podcasts. Our next installation of episodes will be coming soon. I will be talking to friends and collaborators around the theme of voice. I'm Ian Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>